When last year's Syracuse football season came to a close, an exodus from the program initiated. Players leaving for the NFL, good news. Players leaving for the transfer portal, tougher news. Offensive and defensive coordinators exiting the program, the toughest of the news concluding last season. You want OCs and DCs to be able to continue in terms of the longevity of the growth of your program. And when both exit in the same year, and on the OC side, you now enter your third offensive coordinator in the same amount of years, it makes things a little bit difficult. Today on your Locked On Syracuse Thursday episode, we break down the two new coordinators. That's Jason Beck. It's Rocky Long. And I'll tell you what, they're growing on me a lot more than I thought they would when the news initially broke. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, good morning, happy Thursday, and thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college or enter promo code LockedOnCollege for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off that we promise you. It's your Locked On Syracuse Thursday. I'm Owen Valentine, breaking it all down. Some big news yesterday uh, or the last couple of days. I apologize for no Wednesday episode. As I might have mentioned, I got my tonsils out a couple of weeks ago. The throat getting there, still not what I want it to be. Uh, and it, it sort of just fell through yesterday uh, in terms of me getting out here and talking for a half hour. So today we make our return. I will say there's there's SM, SMU rumors in terms of the ACC and expansion and uh, conference realignment and all that, refer to the Tuesday episode. I, I don't think SMU changes anything for me. Uh, let me know if it does for you, but I don't want to hit on that today. I did an episode on that Tuesday. I touched upon it a little bit on Monday. I got nothing new to offer. Uh, throw an SMU into the mix. So we'll get that out of there. Um, if more happens, I will revisit without question. I did see uh, that it seems like things might be at a bit of a standstill at this point in time for the ACC uh, with regards to going out and adding some former Pac-12 squads, including the likes of Cal and Stanford. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I don't know when it'll happen. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't know how it'll happen, but we'll keep our eye on that and we will talk about it as we see fit. But today... Our focus is on on the new, and not that new. We are focused on some new faces. And I, I, I mentioned this off the rip in the open today. Last year came to a close, and a lot of people left this Syracuse football program. Gone. See ya. Bye. A lot of people left. Different reasons. Money reasons. I get money reasons. Money talks. You got a chance to make more money somewhere else. I understand it, right? 
doing the same job and they're going to pay you five times more. I get it. Money talks. Personal reasons, other reasons, uh, personnel reasons, disliking things. I don't know. We don't have the reason everyone transferred or left uh, or a truthful reason, right? You don't always have to say that. You can say, I'm transferring. See ya. Thank you for the time. I appreciate your Orange Nation. Get a lot of people leave. Some for graduation. We get that. We love that. Some to the NFL. Matt Bergeron, Garrett Williams, Sean Tucker, Michael Jones, Andre Schmidt. I forget. I don't know if he's on a roster right now. I believe he is. Correct me if I'm wrong. Good for you guys. Go pro. Do your thing. That's what we love to see. I want to ask you football's biggest uh, NFL classes in recent history. Really cool to see. Love that. The exits you don't like to see. Transfer portal. You lost multiple starters in that portal. Jihad Carter, Deuce Chestnut to name two. Big money in theory, NIL-wise, you would assume uh, that could play a role in there. And it's also growth, right? You go from Syracuse, who, right, even the biggest of Syracuse football fans can tell you that even at its most generous, Syracuse is a middle-of-the-pack Power 5 team, even in your most generous outlook on Syracuse football. I get it. It sucks. But to go to the upper echelon, to go to easily the top third, to go to a perennial-type national championship contender in Ohio State, I get it. Still hurts. The departures that that maybe, and I'll throw this out there, hurt the most have to do with your coordinators. All right? These are, in theory, the guys that are going to be there the longest. These are the guys that will have the biggest influence on your program success. Individual players have influence on your program success, right? When Donovan McNabb comes to Syracuse and does what he did, when Jim Brown comes to Syracuse and does what he did, right? Dominoes can fall. Other people want to go there. Uh, you, you can push the needle without question. But more often than not, it, it is going to be your coordinators that can do that for you. And in losing both your coordinators last year, in Robert and I, after one season to NC State, to become their offensive coordinator, and Tony White to Nebraska after three seasons to become their defensive coordinator. It throws a wrench in the system. It hurts. I can't deny that. And when this news broke, I, I was devastated. I, I thought it was the downfall of Syracuse football. I thought that meant everything. And I might have overreacted. I don't know. You guys know me. Tell me if I did. But both coordinators leaving for, I get more money. I don't know the details of the contracts, but presumably more money. Both coordinators leaving for linear jobs, relatively. You can argue both programs are better than Syracuse. Not that much better. It, was, it, it put me into, into a place where I was very, very disappointed, frustrated, and concerned for Syracuse's ability to climb out of that hole. I will say this now, two, three, four months later, as preseason camp gets underway, I have loved what I am starting to see from these two coordinators in Jason Beck 
as your new OC, promoted from quarterback's coach. And Rocky Long, the godfather of the 3-3-5, making their way to a new position at Syracuse or to Central New York and the success that they have had so far. I like what the players are saying. I like the relationship aspect that things are doing. And I think, hand up, I don't know the college football coaching landscape as well as probably some of the listeners here. I can't rattle off coordinators from across the country that I think should come in or low-level Division I head coaches that should come in. That's not my forte. I will throw my hand up there. But as frustrated as I was with these two hires initially, as you go internal with Jason Beck, it wasn't what I necessarily wanted. As you go to Rocky Long in the 335, who I thought you're just going to get a, a, a watered down version. I like how Tony White is at least a few iterations of the 335 later. He's got some new things. I'm going to throw that out the door. I like these coordinators right now. And obviously, game time play, actual results will be more indicative than what I'm seeing in a week and a half of preseason camp and what I'm hearing. Uh, a week and a half into preseason camp. But I like what these two coordinators are doing. And I do think that this can work out temporarily for Syracuse football in terms of continuing where they are, maybe a little bit elevated. And with that, we'll take a quick break. We'll talk a little bit about our friends over at FanDuel Sportsbook football season. It is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. I mean, what a deal. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. I'll tell you what, I am a Seahawks fan. There is value on Seattle this year. It is a good team. They got some youth. They added some nice pieces in the draft. I like where this team sits. I have faith in Geno Smith. This is not betting advice. I'm just ranting about the Seahawks right now. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. They are the place to be. That's where I personally do my sports betting. Owen Valentine here on your Locked On Syracuse Thursday episode talking about the turnover, the new offensive coordinator and the new defensive coordinator and their impacts on the program. Let's start on the offensive side with Jason Beck. Comes in last season with Robert and I. Uh, They both come in from Virginia. Did some great stuff over there. Uh, Quarterbacks with phenomenal numbers. Robert and I depart. We talked about this. Jason Beck promoted from quarterbacks coach to offensive coordinator. Initially, I said this a second ago, I wasn't sold. I, I didn't know that that's what this was. But in the subsequent months, I haven't seen anything out of Jason Beck that I dislike. And I've seen a hell of a lot that I have enjoyed and I like and I think can help this team, at least right now. There are questions about the long term, sure. 
You don't always get long-term solutions in the short term though. And so right now, I'm gonna focus on the now. And you look at a guy in the starting quarterback for Syracuse football, Garrett Schrader. A guy who will now be playing under his fifth OC in the same number of years. The last three at Syracuse. And what is a guy who is probably the most important player to your team's success, as I laid out in an episode last week? What can you do for him to allow this team to succeed? And that is to provide the continuity. That is to give him some sort of continuity in his coordinator. And the most continuity you can find outside of not allowing Robert and I to leave, which is in many ways out of Syracuse's hands, unless the athletic department is going to offer, uh, I would assume, a decent raise, maybe some other factors, but, you know, that's outside of Babers's hands, I will say that. The most continuity has to do with Jason Beck, a guy that worked incredibly close with Schrader last year as his quarterback's coach, a guy that knows Schrader very well at this point, you would assume, a guy who allows these two to work tandem and hand in hand and ready to do what they need to do to find success and throw in ideas. Garrett Schrader at this point in time is beyond a wealth of football knowledge. Right. When you work under that many OCs and you are figuring out their style, their schemes, their things like that, it's a lot of learning. Right. And the more you learn, even if you're not a great learner, even if you're not the smartest person in the world, right, five years of info, five years of input, five years of conversation, things stick. And the continuity allows the stuff that has stick to be able to work really effectively. I wanna throw this out there. I think Jason Beck and the whole Beck family is an incredible addition to the Syracuse community and the central New York community. And I will give Mrs. Beck, Jamie Beck, all the credit in the world, uh, active on Twitter, active on social medias, interacting with fans, interacting with uh, media, positively and having these engagements and driving things up. I'll tell you what, when I, I tweet about Aronde Gadsden and Jamie Beck is the first one to interact, the first one to be there. And I love that aspect of things as a family, as a community, as an offensive coordinator saying, I'm here. I want to be a part of this community. I want to be a part of what is going on here. I want to interact with people spread the word, talk to fans, talk to media, talk to whoever. And it's not something that in the Dino Babers era at Syracuse, you really get because coordinators, tell me I'm wrong, are held under lock and key in terms of their ability to talk to media, in terms of their publicity, their public showing, their face being seen uh, on interviews, on podcasts, on uh, ESPN radio, on whatever it is. It's not often that you see that. That's why when you see an exclusive piece on the Beck family or an exclusive piece on whoever, it is that exclusive because for whatever reasons, Babers, unlike what we've seen from Jim Beheim, 
where you've got assistant coaches on talk shows day in and day out. Babers keeps the coaches pretty quiet and very quiet. And the interviews you do see and the content you do see is very much family-oriented, specific story, and rarely, if ever, has to do with actual football with regards to Syracuse University. And the Beck family has bridged that gap as good as I've seen. And I will throw it up there. You know, I'm young, younger than many people that listen to this show, younger than many of the true, true, long-time, 50-year season ticket holder, diehard fans. I get that. So you can tell me I'm wrong, and I'd love to learn. But in my experience at this point in time, I, I and you know, I'm talking the Babers era, eight years. I, I love this interaction. And it's one of, now I'm going on a little bit of a rant, and I apologize. I'll rein it back in in a second. One of the things that frustrates me the most about Dino Babers is that, and that lack of engagement outside of some fun pop culture references in a press conference. That's my tangent. I'm over it. All right. Jason Beck, though. In terms of what we're going to see differently, I don't think it's a ton. I think it's going to be a very similar scheme to next year or last year where you're going to have Aranda Gadsden flexing around, moving around, being that versatile, interchangeable piece. He's like the utility guy on the baseball field, right? One day playing in left field, the next day you got him in right. Oh, here we go today. Play first base, play third whatever it is, it's very valuable. And I, I assume, and everything we've seen, is going to have Aranda in that spot as well, where he's taking spots or slot snaps, where he's lining up as a true tight end, where he's lining up out wide. That is going to be the bread and butter of this program once again. I would think, especially given the turnover at running back, where you lose a guy in Sean Tucker, and this is no knock on McQuint Allen, that the – Jason Beck's system at this point in time is going to be a little more air raid focused. Uh, I, I think that's that's one of his things as a quarterback's coach making this jump. Uh, I think that might be what he wants to do given personnel this year. And personnel decisions mean that next year it could be a little bit different. The year after that, a little bit different. And that's a sign of a good coach. That's what you want, right? That's not a bad thing by any means. I think you're going to see a really, really effective air attack under Jason Beck this year. I, I like that approach. I, I think it's the right thing at this point in time. I think it's really what you want to see. And I think it's, in all honesty, the air approach and things like that are what boosted Robert and I and Jason Beck to the public eye as much as it did when you look at their success at Virginia with Brennan Armstrong, when you look at their ability to elevate quarterbacks to, to really, really high numbers and, and effective statistically uh, for an entire season and for a few seasons. And, and that growth and that approach is exactly what you want to see. I like Jason Beck. I'm here for it. I like Jamie Beck. I love that family right now. I love what they do in terms of interactions. I think they're an outstanding fit. 
uh, and a really nice bridge for what is traditionally a very isolated Syracuse football coaching staff outside of Dino Babers and bridging that isolation to the community a little bit better than I've seen in the past. All right, let's take one more break today. Let's talk about bird dogs. They are my favorite. I will not lie. I love bird dogs. They make me look good. They make me feel good. They make my thighs look great. Let me tell you a story. Last Friday, I played a kickball league. I am outstanding. If you've ever played my team in kickball, you have lost. That is because we are undefeated. I believe we are 7-0 at this point in time. You will not lose to me on the kickball field. I'm wearing my bird dog shorts. I look good. I feel good. Allow me to be an athlete. Allow me to look good. Allow me to succeed. I kicked two home runs last week. No big deal. I finish my kickball game. Maybe you say I'm disgusting for this, but this is more of a nod to the bird dogs and their versatility or the same shorts to the bar afterwards. Did I look good at the bar? Change my shirt. Didn't need to change my shorts because that's how good the bird dogs look. I love bird dogs. They're fun. They're comfortable. Uh, I, I like the brand. Uh, I won't lie. I just got some new stuff from them the other day. Uh, I love it. And right now, we're getting a free white tech hat. I said you could wear it to a grad party. You could wear it to the golf course. It's a versatile hat. I love it. And you can get that right now by going to birddogs.com slash locked on college or entering promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college or promo code locked on college for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off that we can promise you. I love bird dogs. I won't lie. Love them. So locked on Syracuse Thursday, final stretch. Talking about the second of the two new coordinators for Syracuse football. Go to the defensive side. Tony White leaves for Nebraska after three seasons in central New York. He instilled the 3-3-5 in Syracuse. It is a defense that allows, and I'll be honest here, lesser defenses to succeed. Is it beatable? Yes. But it is a way that middle of the pack, if you're being generous, realistically, bottom portion of the pack program can find success defensively. And Syracuse has had some phenomenal pieces to allow this system to succeed. This is not a system you see at the NFL. This is not a system that you see widespread throughout college football. It's more of a niche system. I'm not going to knock it by saying it's playing the 2-3 zone at all times because this is more effective than the 2-3 at this point in time if we make that basketball reference. But Rocky Long is the founder, the godfather, uh, whatever you want to say at this point in time of the 3-3-5. And I was nervous. I didn't like, I felt like it was a step back. You go from Tony White, who was able to because of you know other coaching, new mind, things like that, add his own tweaks, add his own adjustments, add things that allow this to work. I felt like going back to the founder was going to take away some of that ingenuity, that creativity, that free thinking. And I will say, I'm not, we're not really going to know that, right? That's not info that we're truly going to get until we can break down game film. What can Rocky Long do? What is he doing differently? And I'll put my hand up once again. You know, this was something I was taught 
when I went to school for education and teaching. If you don't know something, say it because people will know that you don't know something. I very realistically, barring something drastic, I don't know if I have the football mind to pick apart the differences in Rocky Long's and Tony White's 335. I know people, I will talk to people that have a football mind that would be able to do that. But that is, that's not where my football brain works. What I look at right now and the info that I can get is I look at relationships right now. And I look at interviews from players that are coming up at Syracuse Athletics on YouTube or on Twitter with uh, many different reporters that are covering preseason camp. Tommy Slating, uh, Emily Liker, Mike McAllister, many, many others. I cannot name them all. Um, when you see these pop up, Everyone loves Rocky Long. And they're saying it's very similar. It's, it's a similar aspect to the Anaida Beck transition. There are a lot of similar pieces, a lot of similar capacities uh, to the way they are implementing their respective offenses and defenses. What I've seen from Rocky Long and, and the comments that I've heard from players, Elijah Clark, uh, Cinco, um, was talking the other day in an interview, and I, I love that interview. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Elijah Clark uh, is, is probably one of my favorite interviews I've seen so far for Syracuse football this spring. I love his answers, fun, funny, entertaining, actually gives you some info, love it. He's talking about Rocky, and, and I've seen this echoed from a few others about how maybe at the start you're a little worried, like this is an older guy, Right. Is he going to be a stickler? Is he going to be mean? Is he going to be that? Right. These are all things you have with, with new coaches, new teachers, whoever it might be. And the surprise has been he's joking around. He's fun. He's funny. He's making jokes with the players. He's having a good time asking for a lot of player input. And so this is becoming what I, and I really like to see this almost like a crowdsourced defensive scheme where you're bringing in input from all of these guys that. Maybe it happens, and I'm sure it does happen, but it seems like the players are really pleased with how much input he is allowing them to give and asking, what, what do you see here uh, with the linebackers or the D-line or whoever? What do you see in here? What can we do here? What are your thoughts here? And having these conversations. Uh, the conversation and allowing both parties to contribute is going to, you know, brain-wise, understanding-wise, comprehension-wise, be tremendously more important. That is going to be seen in terms of decision-making, in terms of being able to see things that an offense is trying to do. And I think it's going to be all right. So I close today by saying I initially was incredibly frustrated when I looked at the turnover of both coordinators, OC and DC, this past offseason. There's a lot of time, or a lot I still need to see, before I can make a conclusive statement about whether, you know, things get better, worse, the same, I'm okay with it, I'm not, I wish this happened, whatever. There's a lot of input and info I still need. But right now, maybe this is a preseason camp overreaction. I like them both. I like where things are, and I feel a lot more comfortable and confident that the loss of both Jay, or Robert and I and Tony White will not completely spark a downfall of Syracuse football. Owen Valentine, they're locked on Syracuse Thursday. 
Thank you for making it your first listen today and every day. We're free and available wherever you get pods. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Join the conversation with me. Tweet, DM. It's at LO underscore Syracuse over on Twitter. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can comment at any time. I try to read as many of those, if not all of those, that I can. Uh, But that'll do it for today. Uh, Back tomorrow for a Friday episode. Might talk a little bit of basketball. Not positive, but I think that's where I'm going. Uh, I I keep seeing Jalil Bethea news, and I want to talk about it. Uh, So maybe that's what we'll do tomorrow, unless something big happens. But until then, I am Owen Valentine. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today. Be kind to someone. Make somebody smile today. Have a good one. I'll see you tomorrow.